All right, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Billy Wayne, back again with Legacy United, a Righteous Project, Inc. podcast, here with our first virtual podcast interview with my boy here. I'm going to let him introduce himself real quick. Renard McDaniel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I appreciate it, man. And if you guys pick up on the theme, usually a lot of these episodes consist around a lot of people that I grew up with as well. And this is another uh, homeboy from back in the day, too. Um, and what we do here, we we uh, we invite people, local entrepreneurs, people that um, have success stories to share with you. And it could be earning their degree or going through certain hurdles throughout their lives to get to where they are today. You know, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pass it back to my boy here to, to share a story, man. So go ahead, man. Let us know what's going on. Like, 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 like I just said, Redon McDaniel was the name. Um, and, and I'm going to break my story down based off the grades that I were in rather than the age. Cause I don't remember. Okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, we, I'm originally from Michigan, which is where I'm at right now. Uh, okay. was born in a city, Inkster, Michigan. Um, second grade. I, well, I was in Michigan from, you know, the time I was born up until the second grade. Um, and then that's when I moved to Colorado. Okay. Um, Second grade, I attended an elementary school by the name of Carson. Not exactly sure what side of town it was on. Um, from there, I had moved to, uh, what was it, Park Hill, 3561 Glencoe. Right down the street, yep. Fun fact, I Googled that last year. It's yeah. going for $400,000, and I don't know how. Yeah, yeah Crazy. Man. Yep, crazy. <laughs> um, from there, I attended Stedman Elementary, which is where I had met Billy and uh, right. Right. several several other people um you know it was just regular childhood during that time um from the third grade i had moved back to michigan um when i moved back to michigan uh i was living with my father who was staying with his grandma my my parents were separated um fourth grade uh, was one of the very defining moments in my life um because i was living in an in an unfavorable environment for a child um, at my grandma's house, it was like one of three professions. You was either selling dope, on dope, or an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that year, while being an occupant of my grandma's house, my brother and I at the time, we, uh, we endured what it was four drive-bys. Mm. We were sent, we were, went to dog fights in the middle of the night. Oh man. And we, uh. There was a raid. My grandma's house was raided. They came looking for my father. They didn't find him. He ran into the basement and hid up, hid up under his dirty clothes, so oh, they missed what? him. Crazy. We went to school, came yeah. home. He took the, he walked us to the corner store to let us know he was going away for a while. Mm, okay. um, he left me and my brother five hours. <laughs> um, I say this was a defining moment in my life because it was at this time I realized what type of life I didn't want to live. Yeah. And that was that was a life according to the streets. Right. So it's right. like, yeah, this this ain't what I want to do. Um, fifth grade, I moved back to Colorado, attended Stedman Elementary again. Yeah. Normal childhood. From there, moved to Hill Middle School for yeah. sixth and seventh grade. Yep, yep. I, I, I was not the ideal student. Same Because uh, seventh grade, me, Jamie, yep. Freddie, yep. Jarvis. 
And it was oh, somebody yeah. else. We all got put on a half a day of school. We were so. Oh, what? For real? <laughs> nah, I, I, we, we were we, we, we so bad. Crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were put, yeah. we put on a half a day of school, seventh grade. Yeah, like, crazy. Okay. Uh, we, had to, we had to leave after lunch. Um, mm. From there, uh, Hill Middle School, they stopped busting us out there. So we ended up. So I ended up having to go to Smiley. Okay, you um, Smiley. Okay. Eighth grade year. Yeah. Um, Made it through that eighth grade year. From there, transitioned to East High School. Okay. Yeah, I linked yeah. link back up with you and several other people. Yeah, we did. Um, East, East, my freshman year was another defining moment in my life. Um, same, same year. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was the first time that, like, I had always knew of drugs, more specifically marijuana. But it was my first time indulging in it. It took an effect on me. Yeah. I was skipping school. Not taking care of business. Toward the end of my freshman year, I ended up got getting caught up in a uh, stolen car joyriding. Oh, had to go had to go crazy. through that whole had to go through that whole process. Um, yeah. Going toward the end of my freshman year, yeah. I had started going uh, to like some after school football workouts. Um, oh, okay. Okay. But be, but because of my situation with the joyriding um, thing, I got shipped back to Michigan. Oh, uh, my grandma didn't. My my grandma didn't want me staying with her because she yeah. didn't want me to get caught up in that lifestyle. So, my oldest brother ended up becoming my legal guardian. Gotcha. Um, this was another defining moment in my life because yep. I literally got dropped off at football practice the summer going into my sophomore year. Um, come to find out, I was pretty good at it, but yeah, because yeah. of my freshman year. I was ineligible. And, and and speaking about my freshman year, like I still got my report card for my freshman year. I had a 0.4 GPA. So yeah. it's like I, I can go get it right now. But yeah. um, but because of my grades, I was ineligible to play my sophomore year. But going into the spring, I got introduced into track and field. Okay. Um so yeah, I did a shot put disc and then I did something for fun, which was the big man's relay. Gotcha. Um, That's Going into my junior year, I was yeah. eligible because I got my grades up. So, junior, senior year, I played football. Sophomore, junior, senior year, I did track. My time playing football, I ended up getting one of the highest accolades here, which is Dream Team. Yeah. And so, it's like all of the teams in the Detroit area were put together. And this was like, yo, this is the Dream Team. This is who we would have. Damn, that's what's and so, only, only, only in two years of playing college ball, I got that. Um, oh, Okay, cool. The things I achieved playing track, um, I broke a 30-year shot put record, and I broke a, a inv- invitational record all in the same throw. Damn. Um, yeah. Uh, senior year, I participated in the four-by-one, like, yeah. competitively, and we won every one except for the last one. Um, Damn, crazy. Okay. Because I had because I didn't start playing ball until my sophomore my junior year, like colleges weren't aware of me. I did have two colleges come and uh, check me out: uh, Ferris State and GVSU, Grand Valley State University. Yeah. So my options were to go to a community college, but this was another defining moment in my life because I didn't have the know how to get there. So I and I remember this. It was a Friday. Yep. My uncle came and picked me up, told me pack all my stuff, 
drove me two and a half hours away to a JUCO, which is a community college with sports or a, um, a junior college. Um, yeah, yeah. He got he brought me here to Grand Rapids, which is where I'm at now. He got my classes, my financial aid situated, paid first month, last month, and security deposit on my rent. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. On a Friday, practice yeah. started Monday. Oh, so crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sophomore, uh, freshman and senior year. I mean, I'm sorry, soft, uh, freshman and sophomore year. I did my two years at uh, Grand Rapids Community College. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pursue culinary arts, but it was a three year program, and I was trying to do my two years and transfer. Right. Then I wanted to pursue computer animation, but that too was a three year program. And I was trying to do my two years yeah. and transfer. Yeah. Um. This was another defining moment in my life because I ended up flunking out my sophomore mm. year. And uh, I found myself back at home at my grandma's house. Yeah. Um, and this was the first time I ever experienced letting someone down because I had uh, I had seen my uncle. Right. And the look on the, the, the nonverbal on his face told me everything I needed to know. You messed up. Um. So from there, I ended up living in my boy crib, sleeping yeah. on this couch, sleeping mm -hmm. on this floor. I ended up getting a job at Burger King. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was at Burger King that I had a reality check. Yeah. Like as I was putting the burgers in the broiler, yeah. I'm like, dog, you 6'4, 290, running a 4740. Yeah. And you putting burgers in the broiler right now. Yeah. I had a moment. I had a moment. I ended up going home. I had a friend that was in the register's office. I called her and we sat on the phone until she got me registered for summer school. Hey, so I had to I had to go through the go through the uh, the spring summer school came around. Yeah. I took 24 credits, which is the equivalent of one year's worth of classes and two months so that I could get myself caught back up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um because I was going to miss a year of football during this time, I ended up playing semi-pro. Okay. So I had played semi-pro for the the local the local team, which was the Grand Rapids Thunder at the time. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. Um, I only played six games because then it, it dawned on me that I'm not insured if I get hurt. It's a rat. Oh for me. yeah, right. So I so I called it quits. Um, but going into that winter that that winter, I had got a phone call from a coach by the name of Coach Boykin. From okay. Missouri State University, and he was like, "Hey, I got your information from at the time my coach uh, for GRCC, Coach Kirk." And he was like, "Hey, I asked him if there was any players lingering around, still looking to go somewhere, and he gave me your information." So I'm like, "Okay, bet." So Coach Boykin referred me to the office of line coach, which I don't re I don't remember his name, and we started talking. And he was like, "Hey, we want to fly you out. We want to show you around." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Fortunately for me, the running back from the yeah. JUCO I was at had transferred there, so he was able to speak on my behalf. Okay. They flew me down. They offered me a letter of intent. Uh, before I signed it, I called my uncle to inform him, like, hey, I told him my story, like, yo, I'm, I'm about to receive a full-ride scholarship for football. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yo, I got back in his good graces, That's you know, and it was just yeah. like uh, – that was one of my moments right there. That was That's another defining up. moment for me. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so in order to make that happen, I had to acquire my uh, associates of uh, my associate's degree, which I did, which is okay. in, in criminal justice. Oh, nice. Um, transferred to Missouri State, did my two years there, 
while I was there, uh, my my senior year, I um I led the our conference for defensive tackles and tackles and sacks. Yep. Um, spoke to some NFL teams while I was there. Um, ultimately, I graduated, got my bachelor's uh, in, in criminology. Nice. Um, I ended up getting a call. I had got two calls. I got a call from the from the New York Giants, and it was like, "Hey, if we don't draft you, we'll bring you in to rookie camp." I said, "Okay, cool." Mm-hmm. Literally after the draft ended, they called me and was like, "Hey, we want to bring you to rookie camp." I said, "Okay, okay cool." Yeah, yeah. So I went to rookie camp with the Giants. I think it was two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I I was there for for three days. Um, yeah. And the thing about me is. Like I played football because I was good at it, not because I loved it. Right. Because I knew it served a purpose. Right. It it, it got me through school. It paid for school. Yep. Um. And 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 I can honestly say, if I had a passion for the game, where if I started earlier, I probably mm-hmm. would have went further. Gotcha. Um. Real quick to backtrack to my JUCO time. Yeah. My sophomore year, I was getting recruited from nothing but D1 schools with Ohio State being the biggest recruiter. Yeah, that's what's up. So, and again, I messed that up. Um, the things with the Giants didn't work out, finished school. Yeah. I had told myself that I was going to walk the in the next the next semester so that my family can see it. Yeah, yeah. I made the decision on the Thursday. I'm walking on Friday. I'm not coming back here. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so I had made that yeah. decision. I walked. I didn't have nobody okay. there. I was okay yeah. with that. I wanted to be done with it. Cool. Um, from there, I ended up moving to Rockford, Illinois, and oh, okay. I ended up playing for uh, the Rockford, Illinois Raptors. So I played the year of arena ball. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's what's up. I ended up moving back to Grand Rapids because uh, the Arena One team here, which yeah. was the Rampage, I went to the second tryout for them. The second tryout was on a Sunday. Yeah. That that Monday they folded, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm oh, done with football." Okay. And that's when I entered the workforce. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, between then and now, I um, I had a couple jobs, a couple positions, you know, here and there. Yeah. Um, I ended up meeting my wife. Um, we ended up having kids first. Then mm-hmm. we got married, um, had my son, and currently we are both trying to pursue some entrepreneurship. So that's what's up. That's 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 where we at right now. That's that's everything in the in in the nutshell right there. Yeah. yeah. So now that's uh that's what's up, man. It's, it's definitely quite a story as well because a lot of it. In there, just like you're saying, man, from the earlier years as well, man, uh, I didn't realize that that you were you were gone in fourth grade, you know, yeah. for some reason, man. It, you know, it was a while back, what, 25 years ago, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. so third grade and you were out, fourth grade, you came back to, to Colorado in, in the fifth grade. And we did, man. East High School was probably not the best um, school at that time because <laughs> – Man, it was what was it? They didn't care. We'll be out in the back behind the lunchroom and, mm, chilling, and they and wouldn't the care. Oh, the dugout! Care. Oh man, yeah. dugout too, man. Did as long care. as we did not step off of school grounds, they didn't trip on us, man. So we, I know, I, mean, I, know, I never, I never thought about that. I never thought about how they just did not 
hair. Yep. I think one of the one of the problems for me when I went there was the freedom I ended up getting. Yep, exactly. Like yeah. it, like it was a it was almost like a, a, cock, a culture shock to be like, yo, I, I get to leave campus for lunch. Yeah, wait, yeah, I can just right, go out right. the stores anytime. Yeah, and it was it was yeah. too much freedom. I I didn't know what to do with that type of power. <laughs> it was too much. Yep. Yep, exactly, man. So, and I and I went to South, man, uh my mm-hmm. second second semester. So I didn't finish out my ninth grade in, in the East at all, man. And yeah. I would say that it was a good decision. I didn't I didn't graduate high school with a good GPA anyway, but I don't know where I'd be if I stayed at East though, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the friends were bad influences. It's just that there was mm-hmm. no there was no restrictions at all out there. Yeah. You know, there's just yeah. too much too much going on outside of that. I think vicinity. one of the one of the things that uh, another thing that played a major part in in my turnaround was I ended up when I moved back to Michigan I ended up going yeah. to a school where I was completely out my element mm, okay. and I didn't have no choice but to pay attention right. and then I like like I, I got involved in sports and I had realized how I had something because you know your grades and sports go hand in hand. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? There's no sports without the grades. And for me, exactly. there was no school without sports. So it's like, I need to be eligible. Yeah. And so me wanting to play ball kept me eligible because I knew that the longer I played football, the longer I could avoid re- the real world. You yeah. know, yeah. I could right. really avoid the real world. So it was a it was a good thing for me to get in get involved in uh, sports at the time. Yeah, straight so, up, man. And, and I think that's that's kind of what what is lacking in a lot of um the youth these days as well man is is having that type of uh a long-term goal you mm-hmm. know because just like you were saying when you're younger man you didn't you don't there was really no real reason in your mind to have those good grades until you establish something that that you mm-hmm. want to pursue yeah, had to. you yep. know okay if yep. i gotta get this and i gotta do this you know um and, and there's a lot of youth out there that that don't have that um direction right. at this time man so and 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 I feel like like um, no one said any type of because you know our, our our parents I feel like are responsible for setting those goals for us at first mm-hmm. no one really said anything for me um, and then I think another reason why I think kids have problems is there's no one in their life that they're afraid to disappoint. And so, like mm. I said, the first time when I seen seen my uncle's face, I saw the yeah. disappointment, and I right. felt disappointed because someone had set expectations for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that played a big part, and I think that's what a lot of kids are lacking. No one, they don't, there's no one in their life they're afraid to disappoint. Straight up, straight up, man. And um, yeah, man. I mean, even you know the background you shared as a kid. I mean, some people, some people might might use that as a crutch for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and kind of use that as their excuse, man, and and others, man, just you eventually get to that point to where they know they know that that you know you got to get out there and get things done. Mm-hmm. So um, I think your story explains a lot of that as well. Yeah, so, yeah, um, and yeah, man. So we 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 what we lost contact for years, right, man? Probably, yeah, yeah, man, close to twenty years, probably. I was man. I I always feel like I had remembered your phone number, though. I just, yeah. <laughs> I always thought I remembered it, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to yeah. say it was like three two nine oh eight six three or that's something it. like that's that. Funny, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, because we had that same number for so long, they changed it yeah. a few years back, okay. and it was wild because it was that was the phone number, man. Yeah, because I, I remember, I, I remember, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at Missouri State, yep, and I was walking 
from class. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if this number still works. Yeah. But it, it just kept ringing. So this was some years oh, ago. Okay. So, okay. so it, it still had to have been active. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, man, I, I, they probably just didn't recognize. I can't remember what Missouri's area yeah. code was. I okay. probably was a bill collector as far as they were concerned. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah I always remember yep. this. Yep. Right. That's crazy, man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. And I was uh, was Mosley, man. Talked to Mosley the other day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, about the the uh podcast and everything. Told him you'd be on too, man. So. Uh, but yeah, man, a lot of a lot of uh, stories, a lot of people that we knew back in the day. And I was telling, I think it was on the, another podcast. I was saying when we were younger, man, and, and growing up, the the people that were the influencers were drug dealers and, and gang members. You know, and that's what we saw in the neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. now you know I, I had my pops, I had my mom. They were both nine to five, working all the time as well. My pops would always, you know, uh, try to keep me on a straight and narrow. But then, you know, man, out, out in the hood, you got the, you got everybody else out there, man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. and and it was the majority. So, I mean, even at this time, as as all these episodes, you know, kind of come together, you notice that there's a trend, man, that a lot of our generation, man, are are making that 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 change, man, to kind of pursue, mm-hmm. um, um, those different roles, man, yep. um, for other kids to look up to as yep. well, yep. which is, which is wild, man. Which is wild right. I, and, and I feel like, um, to, to actually change stuff, man, uh, yeah. like I always wanted to get married and I always wanted kids because I had came to the conclusion a long time ago that I always wondered what life would have been like for me if I had both parents Mm -hmm. and because we don't, we don't get to start over. So having kids is the closest thing to starting over. Right. You know? So it's like, I didn't grow up with my own bedroom. I didn't grow up with my own TV, my own anything. My kids have their own room. Mm -hmm. They they came into this world with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So it's like my kids and my kids, they don't know nothing else. Like, like their friends have both parents in their life. Their friends have their own bedroom. So right. I threaten my kids to send them back to Insta sometime. Like you don't, yeah. you don't want that lifestyle. Like y'all right. got it good. Yep. yep. You know, and exactly. so, and, and it's, this is me starting over. This is as close to starting over as I get is to see to it that they're further ahead at an right. earlier age than right. me. So. Yeah. Exactly. And that is, that's the key right there. Just like you said, man, is that try to make sure that they are, are further ahead than you were at that at a certain age, Yeah, um, yep. which is important, man, because there's no other way to get, you know, or the next generation a head start, man, than, than to, you know, help boost them um, and understand mm-hmm. even education, all that stuff. They have their own room, their own TV, same with my kids as well. Oh, um, and they understand, man, they have to work to get it because if they don't yeah. they mess up, then they, yeah. they can't have that luxury, you know? Yeah. So, oh, man, the balance. hinges is coming off the doors next week yeah. and the room's not clean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They'll exactly. get it, man. They'll yeah. get it. Yeah, so. man. Um, but no, that, that that's the truth, man. Straight up. Um, and I appreciate that. Now, um, I do have a question for you that I ask mm-hmm. everybody as always. If there was one thing that you can tell yourself at a young age that you know would 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 have switched your mindset at that time, right? Because we're all hard headed when kids. Um, but if there's one thing that you could have told yourself at a young age that could have switched your mindset, what would that be? To be more studious. To be consistent and to right. take my art more serious. Oh man, yeah. That that'd be that'd be yeah. That'd you, be man. because because I watched episodes, I had answers already. So 
So he was like, already up. Yep. Yeah, I already knew. That's I already know. Even even before mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew that you would ask me those questions years yeah. ago. I already knew what would have made a difference. Right. Because as a person, as a, as someone with kids now, I already see the difference with their lifestyle in comparison to mine. And it's the fact yeah. that they have both parents in the house and the way that our life is set up, we are mm-hmm. always readily available. Right. The kids right. are at school. Yep. I'm at home, the wife at work, and vice versa. They've yep. never ever been without us to come Same. get them whenever they needed it. Yeah. So yeah, I feel you, man, on that. On that. Um, yeah, really stuck out is being more studious, man. Same, same here, because I didn't have a low GPA for the lack of knowledge. You know what I mean? I knew I knew what I needed to do. I knew the answers. I just chose. I chose not to do it, man. Listen, listen, hear me, hear me when when I say this. <laughs> I would, I would, I would do just enough to get by, and then yeah. my coaches would be like, "Hey, if you don't pull your grades up, you're going to be ineligible." Right. Oh, okay. Why you ain't say that? Three point eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three point exactly eight. Right. Senior year college. Three point eight. I made sure that I pulled off a uh, damn near a four point my senior year there because I wanted to make sure that I was. Yep. I didn't have to come back. Yep. Yep. I, I remember I remember when I walked, uh, me and a couple of other people, we were all in the cafeteria after the ceremony. Yeah. And everybody was like, yo, what you got to come back for? And he was like, oh, I got to come back for this. He's like, what you got to come back for? Oh, I got to come back for this. They're like, Renard, what you got to come back for? I say nothing. My diploma was in mine. I'm go. done. That's and it. I'm talking about the look on their face was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not coming back, Doug. Yeah. I didn't want to walk and know that I still had to come back. Right. So I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, that's that's funny, yeah, because that's that's where all that came from, man. I graduated high school with like a one point seven, yeah. you know. But college, just like you're saying, man, I was three point five um, at the college, and that was recent, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, yeah, that that's that's the biggest thing. I think you kind of struck a chord with that one about telling the younger self about that mm-hmm. um, as well, man. Because you know, we, shit, we, we it's that, it's, man, it's, so. it's right. It's crazy because it's like. The test is going to be on chapter one. Chapter one is 15 pages. The answers are between pages. One exactly. and 15. All you got to do is look for them. Look, yep. yep. In chronological order, too. Not, yeah. not you know, <laughs> no, question number one. All right, man. It's right yeah, there. Yeah. That's it, it's, That's it it's, man. Like, it's wow. crazy, man. Yep. It's crazy. Straight up, so, man. Yes, sir. Uh, and I appreciate that answer, man. Definitely, uh, definitely correct on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so um, any – any final um, final words for the audience, man? You wanted to share? Yeah, for 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 anyone who's trying to do something, my advice to you would be to surround yourself around people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. And, and I'm not just talking about like like social media wise. You start a little Facebook group. I'm talking mm-hmm. about physically present with these people. Um, I just got involved in an art group um, with a few cats. Um, shout out to Marcus D and E. Um, we we started meeting up every week, every Sunday, late last mm-hmm. year. And between late last year and actually today, before I got with you, uh, I was hanging out with them. There's been a significant improvement in my workflow, my quality, how fast I can get things done because I'm being held accountable by this group. I have people in this group who I admire, who I know is better than me at certain things, and they can give me feedback, not just feedback, but they can show me how to correct it. Nice. So my advice would be to get with like-minded people yep. 
where y'all can occupy the same space. And it may not be exactly the same thing, but at the end of the day, it'll give y'all the same results. Right. Um, and then I think and then one more thing I would I would say yeah. is to remove people from your life who has nothing to do with what you're trying to do, even if they're family. Just because somebody is family, mother, father, brother, sister does not mean you have to entertain their behavior. Right, exactly. Um I tell my kids all the time, if I have to choose between you because you messing up and these two who's taking care of business, I'm going I'm to choose the two that's taking care of business. Right, right. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to entertain it. Um, that, like, that, that's my advice. Get with like-minded people and cut off those who have nothing to do with what you're trying to do. Yep. yep. So. That's reality, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's how it is when you're out there. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, man. A lot of that's very important, just like you said, um, surrounding yourself, man, and not just, you know, virtually, but but uh, physically, because yeah, there's there's a different energy when you're around each other there's in person yeah. than you are in in a virtual yeah. uh, space. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, it's, it's different. Yep, yep. So no, I agree with that as well, man. So I appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool, man. That, that's going to wrap it up for today. And I appreciate everybody listening as always. Um, you can always catch the, the episodes on YouTube, uh, subscribe, or you can watch us or listen to us on your favorite podcast streaming services. Uh, once again, this is your boy, Billy Wayne with Legacy United and my boy, Renard as well, uh, signing out for the day. All right, y'all. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.